Blog Talk Radio. It is Friday, and you are tuned into another edition of the Cutting Room Floor. I am LeVar, and, you know, <laughs> leave it to my wonderful co-host, Mary, to uh, remind me that we are coming up on an anniversary mark for this show. Now, the problem is, I can't remember the exact date. Now, I know <laughs> I know you're going to say, typical man, he does not remember the anniversary date. And normally I keep up with these types of things, but uh, it was about a year ago this week or in the next few days that uh, my wonderful friend had decided to join me so that I'm not sitting here talking for a half hour like a blabbering idiot. And I would have to say that uh, it was the best thing that's ever happened for this show, and I'm lucky to have someone to bounce things off of every week. And, of course, uh, I think that if she could never do this show again, I think this show would cease to be. But uh, happy one-year anniversary. Woohoo! Yeah, I'm only going to do a couple shows, and then once you get a new co-host, just let me know. year later. <laughs> one year later. <laughs> and actually, Where did the time go? It, it went very quickly. And, actually, it's not only our one-year anniversary. We are coming up on two years of blog talk radio shows um, in a couple of weeks. But next week on Twitter, which I'm at News Comment, BTR, we will have the five uh, all-time favorite shows that we've done here. And I'm pretty sure our first show will include that list. Um, and, actually, some highlighted and some uh, – major shows, which I'm pretty sure that uh, a couple of people have made that list as well. So be on the lookout. We'll have the links to that on Twitter. And, of course, uh, you can always go to our webpage at uh, newscommentbtr.wix.com forward slash fan page for all the other details. Now that I've got that out of the way. (laughs) (laughs) Business is done. Let's get to the pleasure. It is done, yes. Uh, and by the way, we are, uh, for those of you that are on the East Coast, uh, we're thinking of you. Uh, stay strong right. out that way. Uh, I know it's been a pretty tough week, and uh, if you are back up and running and you are happen to be listening, uh, we have not forgotten you, and we're thinking about you. So, um, yeah, just stay strong out that way. All right. Mm-hmm. Now that I've got that out of the way. <laughs> yeah, laughing um, time. Come on. Stop being yeah, serious. You know, yeah, Halloween was this week, and I'm not sure if you guys had a chance to see <laughs> what Kelsey Grammer happened to do, and uh, TMZ posted a photo of he and his wife at the Playboy Mansion. They went to the Halloween party there, and they just happened to take their three-month-old daughter along, the reason being they just couldn't find a good babysitter. Now, Kelsey Grammer sent a statement to TMZ stating that, quote, 
Kate is breastfeeding his wife, and we do not have a nanny or a trusted babysitter at this time, so Faith goes everywhere with us. Now, TMZ, like I said, posted a photo of baby Faith sleeping in the VIP area at the party, and uh, their sources were told that the grammars party well past midnight. But Kelsey insisted he and Kate took proper precautions, saying, quote, the baby slept as her ears were covered the entire time and we left shortly after midnight. He went on to add that, quote, we love our child, Kate. Uh, we love our child. Kate is my wife and Lady Love. And he ended his statement with a rhyme. He said, quote, the world is round, all our eyes are blue, happy Halloween, and cock a doo doo Now, <laughs> if he puts together a book of poems, I'm not going to buy it. Yeah. But, I, I mean, I love Kelsey Grammer. I think he's a great actor. But am I the only one that had an issue with him taking his little child to the Playboy Mansion for a Halloween party? Please tell me I'm not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I Honestly, she's three months old. She's not going to remember any of it. They took the proper precautions. They were gone after midnight. Yeah, okay. Um, and honestly, at three months, I wouldn't trust anybody with my baby either. You know, I, I don't, unless I have family close by that I trust, com- like, completely, I wouldn't leave my daughter with anyone either. Um, was it a good thing to go to the Playboy Mansion? Probably not. But well, a huge raging party, everybody's drinking, you know, is it really the place for a three-month-old kid? No. No, you're absolutely correct. It's probably not the best place to take your three-month-old. However, whatever to me. You know what? I'm actually more, I'm actually happy that he took her because he had to issue the statement saying, we don't have a nanny. She's breastfeeding. We don't have a trusted babysitter. That means that they, they're doing this on their own. I mean, great that they have an easier time of doing it on their own than we do, but to me that makes them a little bit more real, you know. But at that point, shouldn't you just stay at home? And a lot of people would be like, well, why don't you just stay at home then? I mean, because, is there really a... Okay. Is everybody going to... You got an invitation to the Playboy Mansion. You're going to stay at home? If I had a small child... Liar. Yes. No, actually, I would. If I had a small child, I would. Because the thing is, is that at that point, I mean, what's the what's the point of going to a Playboy Mansion at that point? You know, you're going there to see... Well, what's the point girl? of him going to the Playboy Mansion with his wife? That's his wife. He has. He's married. He's not going I, to go. I know that. And I was like, you know, the boobies. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, you know, at that point. I mean, bunnies. Did I say it wrong? <laughs> at that point, I mean, you have a child. You have a wife. I mean, it's pretty much in your. And I'm not. I'm not going to get in trouble for this, but I mean, but you're a little older. It's not like you're like early twenties here. Kelsey Grammer is in, what is mid fifties. So, I mean, it's not like, I mean, at what point, I know any older guy is probably going to go if you got an invite, but even then, I'm thinking, if I go to the Playboy match, I would, you know what I would be like? I would be like, hey, Hap, you know what? I'm going to find said babysitter, and maybe one of your rooms that you're not using, can the babysitter use that for the kid? I'm pretty sure Hap would not have minded it. It's a huge mansion. I'm pretty sure there was a room that wasn't being used there. I would well, understand Well, you don't that. know that. It's a huge mansion. They might have been all been used. Well, it's I'm labeled. pretty sure. I'm pretty sure 
that at least there was some small area or office or somewhere in there that probably was not being used that could have been used for that. I would even give him props for that because I'd be like, okay, you bought the babysitter along if you didn't trust having anybody there, so at least you can walk in and check in on him back and forth. You know, I'm not sure having her in a party setting, everybody's all around drinking and laughing and blah, 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 and you got a three-month-old here, you know, the poor kid's sitting there trying to sleep. It just, to me, I was like, it probably could have been handled a little better. And like I said, even then, there is a house across the way from the Playboy Mansion that I'm pretty sure at that point where he has, like, a guest house over that way that probably wasn't being used or utilized or at least could have had one room reserved. And that way, she's right across the street. So it's like it's not like you got to go 20 miles away. She's right across the way. I just think that it probably could have been handled a little better. I mean, if you're going to bring a kid to the party... You know, There's, well, yeah, I, I agree with you on that one. The handling of it was wrong, but I'm not I'm not going to fault him for doing it. <sighs> I don't know. We'll leave that up to you. I am that. way too lax on that one. If it was my child, though, you know, I'd be staying home and be like, "Sorry, don't have a babysitter. Got to can't go." <laughs> but I'm a woman. What's that the Playboy mentions that I won't? Well, since you are a mother, um, I'm pretty sure and safe to say with all due respect that uh, your virginity has been taken. <laughs> hey, there's a thought. No, I am not. There was no immaculate conception. How much? Although Mary is my name, so it could be possible. Well, how much in a day do you think that your virginity probably would have been worth had you put it on the open market? God, I, I don't know, but had I known... That I could put it on the open market, man, I wouldn't have gave it away for free. <laughs> Not too late to go back and bill who are now. <laughs> if I could, man. If I could. <laughs> well, Invest you, in your future. Yeah. Well, if you are Katarina Migliorini, you are worth about $780,000 for your virginity. The 20-year-old Brazilian woman has been auctioning off her virginity online for the last few weeks, and a man from Japan known as Natsu came out on top with the winning bid. <laughs> came out on top. Anyway, <laughs> Natsu beat out five other bidders after a feverish final day where the price of her virtue jumped from 190000 on October 23rd to the final $780,000 price tag. Now, the news wasn't so good for her male counterpart, Alex Stepanoff, whose virginity only racked up $3,000 from a woman in Brazil named Nini B. Now, Aldo Migliorini, a physical education student, has claimed to media that she planned to donate as much as 90% of the auction price to the charities that will build homes in the Brazilian state of Santa Catarina. Uh, even auction organizer Justin Sisley, who devised a plan for a proposed documentary, was skeptical. He says, quote, I was surprised she said that because in all my dealings with her, she made it clear it was a business decision for her. Now, given how big this story is in Brazil, she's trapped. If she doesn't give any money to charity, she's going to look bad. Now, you know, now that that price of virginity has been established, this guy, Natsu, will be tested for sexually transmitted diseases before getting his big shot with Migliorini aboard a plane flying between Australia and the U.S., uh, Sicily's attempt to circumvent prostitution law, so that way it's not done anywhere where it's seen as um, you know, prostitution. Now, she will have to undergo an examination to prove she is as pure as the driven snow before the actual driving commences. Now, the, sex, the actual sexual act uh, will not be filmed, 
but both her and this guy will be interviewed before and after the auction auction off intercourse. He will be allowed to remain anonymous without his photo appearing in the media. Now, in order to ensure the encounter is as tasteful as possible, sex toys are not allowed, and he must wear a condom. But there's a problem here. Having sex in exchange for money pretty much defines prostitution, even though she doesn't see it that way. And now comes word this week that authorities in Brazil want to investigate and possibly charge Sicily with um, prostitution laws and uh, also with her. Now, she's over in Australia. Now, you've read all of this, and you've read the whole hubbub and everything else to this. Uh, I, I talked with someone yesterday about this, and it actually brought up a good argument here. And I said that, quote, if you are going to treat this circumstance as prostitution, even though she is willing to and she needs the money and she wanted to do this for her sexual act, in a very odd, off-sort way and not getting too far off the beaten path, wouldn't we also say that any time we date somebody, it's almost like a form of prostitution because you are buying dinner, you are buying them gifts. And I mean, if you're dating somebody and you are buying said things, I mean, they're not getting money. I mean, you may loan them money. And if you're dating somebody, they're like, hey, could you loan me like 100 bucks? And if you give them that money and you really don't expect it back, or you're buying them all this stuff, isn't that almost along the same lines? But then again, is what she's doing, is it wrong? <laughs> oh, the double-edged sword. Um, <laughs> okay. Is it wrong? No, she's taking control of her body, and she's decided that's what she wants to do. Is it legal? I don't know. It's one of those things where it just, it's so close. You know, it really is. She's, she is is very specific. It is sex or money. It's what it is. It's not I'm dating you and I'm having dinner and I'm hoping that that happens afterwards. It is specifically I'm having sex with you for money. <clears throat> Very clear clip. I I don't know. I bravo to her for getting as high as she did. And like I said, if I had known that you could charge for that stuff, I wouldn't have given it away for free. But it's so, it's so hard to argue either way on this one, you know? You know, and that it's was the hard problem to say, that I had. Yeah, it's okay, and no, it's not okay, because in... In some cases, it's not okay, and in some cases, it's like, you go, girl, have a good time. Now she I'm is just kind of, of jealous. Yes, yeah, so she is of age now, and she is pretty. Uh, I, I mean, like I said, she's 20, so she is an adult. I mean, she pretty much is, it's not like she is like 15, 16 years old and looking to do this. She's 20 years old. And to me, if it is something that you are willing to do now, I know this crosses that fine line because there are also people who prostitute where they a, a small percentage, not a wide percentage here, but a small percentage choose to do this to make money. And I think this is what the argument always is. And I, I wish I could talk to Dennis Hoff, who was the owner of the Moonlight Bunny Ranch, and he would be a good guest to have on about this because the thing mm-hmm. is, is that, and I think there was a story here recently in the states about a young lady who was looking to do that. And come to find out, she got in touch with the brothel out there, and I think it was with Dennis, and they were able to kind of do it through that way. 
But the thing to me is that I know I'm going to take the minority on this one, but if it is her that wants to do this, one, I don't think that anyone should, this is going to go into far more political things, but I don't think that anyone should tell anybody what they should do or not do with their body. Mm -hmm. If If this is her choice, this is what she wants to do, and if there's a fool out there that wants to pay $780,000 for it, so mm-hmm. be it. Who are we to say that what she's doing is wrong? And I, to me, if it is what she wants to do and she's not being forced to do this, then God bless you. Go ahead and do it. But I don't have an issue with this. I really don't. And I think that you know the fact that people want to claim it as something that it's not because she's not being prostituted. Nobody's prostituting her out. She has actually gone on record that this is something that she wants to do. You know? To me, prostitution, yeah, but prostitution is, is something that well, no no offense to any that anybody that's a prostitute. <laughs> they, uh, you know, my my apologies ahead of time. It's still a choice. Regardless of well, um, you got to remember too that there is trafficking, and there's women who are doing it against their will. Right. We're not talking trafficking. Yes. We're talking yes. this is a, a prostitution. I like I said before, I'm jealous. She gets to join the Mile High Club and lose her virginity on the same day. That is not fair. <laughs> I'm kidding, um, uh, but it's not really. Um, but it's it, it is prostitution, regardless. Now, whether or not it's legal is completely separate. I mean, I live in an area where, right across the border, it's legal to do that so if it's legal to do that then by all means go do it you want to go pay somebody for that by all means do it that's that's your choice and and everybody that is in that profession regardless of i had to do it so that i could eat well yeah you could have done you had to do it so you could eat you could also go to mcdonald's and work behind the counter and get your free meal every day you know there you chose to do that because you don't have whatever it is education, time, you wanted more money than just, you know, actually working hard, um, whatever the case may be, you chose to do that so you could have money. And so it's it's more along the lines of whether or not it's legal, I think, is the, the problem that people are coming up against. It's yeah. Is this really a legal thing to be able to do? And she's old enough, and she's not breaking any national or international laws when she's up in the in the plane so have at it you know congratulations for seven hundred eighty thousand dollars man i was free that's not fair (laughs) 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 Uh, speaking of virginity perhaps maybe allegedly homemade is where the heart is but it wouldn't hurt if it were also where the single men are would it now, according to a new Bloomberg study, ranking cities based on total population of single people, uh, the percentage of single men and women in Meridian household income, there are 15 places uh, that they consider the best place for single ladies to go. At number 15, Frisco, Texas, Highlands Ranch, Colorado at 14, Johns Creek, Georgia at 13, South Jordan, Utah uh, at 12, I don't understand. It says tie. Uh, and then Maple Grove, Minnesota at 11. At number 10, Cupertino, California. I've never heard of that. Or is it Cupertino? Mm. Uh, number 9, Weston, Florida. 8 was Elliott City, Maryland. 7, Levittown, New York. 6, Stamford, Connecticut. Number 5, Bolingbrook, Illinois. At 
Number awesome. four, Newton, Massachusetts. Number three was Redmond, Washington. At number two, Arlington, Virginia. And at number one on that list, Hoboken, New Jersey. That says Hoboken has been making a lot of these top-ranked cities lately, and uh, it's very interesting that Hoboken actually makes the list. But that is the top 15 places according to Bloomberg. Are you surprised that there's no major cities in this list? No, because major cities would have major populations of single people, including men and women. This is basically, I would the way I read it, and maybe I'm wrong in the way I'm reading it, but the way I read it is like they have a higher population of men, single men, to single women. And no, that, that doesn't surprise me. That it's all smaller locations. Although Bolingbrook, I was always I was cheering for that one. I was just like, hey, I know where that's at. <laughs> I'm familiar with that town. I'm familiar with that area. <laughs> so I thought that was interesting. The other thing that I found interesting this week was a list out of Cosmo. Now, oh, that list. Sorry. <sighs> yeah, I know. It was a list of flirting tips that make men worship you. And now, usually I clash head to head with Cosmo on this, and I'm going to go through this list quickly. But I, I halfway agree with this. There's things that could have been tweaked. And there's other things that are just flat out to me ridiculous. The first flirting tip that it gave for women was to go balls out. Pretty much confidence is, you know, being as it's ranked uh, by guys as an attractive trait to just be totally, you know, all go, all chips all in. Now, there's a part way that I agree with that. And ladies, if you are going to go out there, I think that sometimes guys – because there's so many mixed signals in our minds that sometimes if you make that first move or if you make the first moves that kind of, you know, say, hey, you know, I'm interested in you, I think it makes us feel a little bit better because then we're not assuming and then we're not shut down. Now, I kind of go with that one. Another one was talk yourself up, reminding yourself that, you know, that you do kick ass and that you are sexy. Now, I think that he, <laughs> I'll get through five first, and I'll get your opinion. Uh, be a great listener was also in there, pretty much saying to stroke a guy's ego. Um, hit up uh, the flirting hot spots. This says follow the two-second rule. Smile and make eye contact, you know, for about two seconds. And this says guys will flock over to you. This is bring in reinforcements. Bring a fun friend or two. That having a pack of sexy friends will make a guy want to come over. That actually can backfire on you. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> get handy. Lay your hand on his arm. Touch him. Now, I say that does work from time to time, too. And it says have an exit strategy. If you're not into the guy, have an exit plan. Now, you read this list, and as a lady, is this something that actually helped you? Heck no. <laughs> 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 Let's be honest. Heck no. Okay. A lot of it was already, okay, some of the flirting tips that they gave were, so far have been common sense. Having an exit strategy. Well, yeah, you need to. I'm sorry. You don't go into something without that, without knowing how to get out if it doesn't work out. <clears throat> I don't care who you are, girl or guy. Um, the whole two-second rule, I don't think that's true. I think two seconds is too short. It is. Because I could just be looking around. Yeah, and I was like, if I'm a guy and I'm looking up at you and I'm just coming at the end of your two-second look, I don't know if you're looking at me and flirting with me. <laughs> right. Don't make faces. That's the one that I like. 
don't make faces. That wasn't on the list. Making kissy faces. The touching thing, stroking his ego. Okay. Really? No. I'm not here to stroke your ego. I am one of those girls that I'm not going to do that because you're just going to set yourself up for failure because as soon as you figure out that he's not great or you're stroking his ego and that's wonderful, he'll get used to it, and then he'll be like, what, don't you like me anymore? (laughs) Now what do you say? (laughs) Come on. Um, But, yeah, I I think it's, uh, yeah. (laughs) I think the only one I really liked was be confident, you know, not talk yourself up, but, yeah, believe that you are sexy because everybody should believe that. Regardless, somebody out there thinks you are. It may not be me, but somebody does. Yeah, it, it might it, be me. Yeah. What about the hot spots? Going to the cooking classes and <laughs> get out is basically what that means. Go out. You can't flirt with guys from your house. That's basically what that means. Well, actually, you can, but it's the wrong type of guy to probably don't want to. Yeah, but then you can just set up, you know, the worst possible (laughs) profile ever and still get people to like you. Wait, we covered that already. Yes. (laughs) That's already happened. Um, But speaking of uh, something here that I hope that you ladies do not put in the tip, uh, finally today, uh, when Milan Marinkovic's wife, Melina, or Melina, died three years ago, she left a very personal request for him to fill. She wanted a t- <laughs> she wanted a stone mason to engrave a replica of her private parts on the tombstone. Now her intention for the rather public display of her privates was simple. She wanted to ensure that Marinkovic, a resident of Belgrade, Serbia, never looked at another woman, according to the Sun. Quote, I don't want you chasing other women. This way you will always remember me, she said in a letter explaining her bizarre last request, according to the Australian Times. Making the request was one thing, fulfilling it was another. Now, although Melania left detailed instructions, including photos of her sex organ to ensure complete accuracy, her husband had a rocky time finding a stonecutter who would agree to the request. Most of those told him the request was blasphemous, according to Newsfix Now. Despite the struggle, Rinkovic recently found a mason who was willing to do the titillating tombstone engraving, and the results are on display at the cemetery. He says in quote, now it's finished, I love it, and it's a really good likeness. In this way, a part of her will always be with me. Now, although people have seen her uh, be a likeness, most can't tell what it is. Milan told the son that his brother-in-law asked why the bird on a tombstone had such a large beak. He says, I couldn't help but laugh. <laughs> it looks like a bird? That's never good. <laughs> I mean, if they said, why do you have a clam on there, that'd be different. Yeah, like, would be a little different, you know? Yeah, but bird, <laughs> come on. It looks like a bird with a beak. That, <laughs> There's so many different ways of going with that story right now. <laughs> bird with a beak. That I laughed at. I was like, ah, that's never a good sign. I mean, I'm not going to speak ill of the dead, but if the, if your stuff looks like a bird with a beak... <laughs> what the beak was. 
Would you want a loved one to do such a thing? It's like a guy telling his wife, well, I want you to do a uh, stone cut out of my penis so that you're not thinking of another guy. Okay. <laughs> That's fine, but I'm not putting it on display because that means that other women are looking at it too. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, most people can't tell what it is. Baloney. Every guy that walks past that tube goes, whoa. whoa. <laughs> That's a nice bird with a beak there. <laughs> well, no, I just don't think I it's a good go. place. Yes, just I hope though that somewhere along the line they just put a uh, sign up there to not feel the statue. Then that just gets a little freaky. Stay <laughs> off the ground. But with that, the clock on the wall is telling us that we're running out of time. So, is there any shout-outs that you have for this week? Yeah, actually, I do. I have one for um, my friend Thomas. He's recovering um, in Texas, and he's bored at home, so hopefully he's listening. So get well soon. Other than that, I really don't have much. I'm boring. No, no, no. You you had one this week. You had a shout-out. That, yeah, this week. <laughs> <laughs> I've had three in a year. <laughs> one a quarter. I only get one a quarter, people. <laughs> no, she's lying. She gets more. I ask you that every week if you have one, and you, you either don't have one or you do, and this week you did. And we, I hope that Thomas feels a little better. So, yes, yeah, so uh, to all of you out there under the weather or recuperating or whatever, we hope that you feel better too, and we hope that you feel better enough to join us next week. <laughs> and so for Mary, I am LeVar. Thanks so much for listening, everybody, and we'll see you soon. Peace.